morning and welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing podcast. My name is Allison Carter and I help small businesses become big businesses with the help of the Round Tag crew. And this morning we have most of that crew here in our office. Uh, as you may know, Lorraine is still away, but she will be back with us bright and chipper as always next week. But while she's gone, we thought that it might be fun to have a While the Cats Away podcast. We talk a lot on this show about small business owners and what it's like to run a small business, but so many small business owners in America aren't doing it alone. They are doing everything with the help of a team of more or less talented individuals, and today we want to talk a little bit about what it's like not to own a small business, but to work in one. Joining me are two foremost experts on the subject. We have Jenna Giles, our graphic designer here at Roundpeg, and we also have Peter Wolfgram, who is our web designer and project manager, I believe is your official title? Yeah, that's about the title. Excuse it. We don't, we don't really have a whole lot of formal titles here at Roundpeg, which is something that makes us a little bit unique. I think Lorraine typically uh, prefers to go by creative director rather than owner, CEO, or just, you know, boss. But um, it does make things a little bit interesting. So when you guys were, were in school, when you were studying art, Jenna, and Peter, when you were studying uh, advertising and public relations, did you ever see yourself working in a small business like this? Yeah, I mean, I... I didn't really have a specific idea about whether I wanted the business to be small or large. I was kind of keeping an open mind about that, and I just knew I wanted it to be a good fit and good people, because I think that's more important. Yeah, I think that, um, actually had this thought the other day, um, that uh, different kind of marketing agencies, um, there's various places that I was looking at when I was in school that maybe I wanted to be employed by, that those are actually, regardless of their size, they're actually, uh, they actually fit the description of small business, a place that's independently owned um, by, uh, by one or more people who are, are in charge of uh, leading a very distinct and original vision, um, and then they're accompanied by, you know, a, a, a unique team of people that they've probably picked uh, and accumulated over the years. Um, so I think I, I never really wanted to work for like a corporation or anything like that. So I think, yeah, I, I, I feel like I've been attracted to small business. That's a good point that most marketing firms are, in fact, small businesses, unless you're dealing with some multinational conglomerate like, say, yeah. Edelman or, or something like that. Most of your creative agencies are a fairly small, intimate affair. And I think there's something that helps creatives do art because we all are creatives of one stripe or another. I think there's something about that, that that helps us do our jobs. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think it helps that we all, because we're so small here, we, we kind of know what each other's working on all the time, so it makes it easy to bounce ideas off each other and just get feedback, and we're just kind of involved in the whole process, so I think we learn a lot more that way. Yeah, I think the uh, the more interaction and the more time that you that your fingers are in the pie, it is the better it is for you as a creative because you've got um, you're just in it all the time rather than sitting at your desk in a cubicle or something mm-hmm. and um, being supervised but being supervised by someone who's all the you know, two buildings away somewhere mm-hmm. or across the world. 
Absolutely, and I think that that really close collaboration between between web design and graphic design and writing, I think that makes us all better at our individual jobs because as we get to understand better what it is that the other people in the business do, we can better understand, okay, so when I'm writing copy for this, I know that Jenna likes to lay it out this particular way, and I know that this level of white space is going to help her. Or when Peter's working with Jenna, you know, knowing the, the particular needs that they have, I think that really makes us all better than if we were just doing it by ourselves. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, if someone's got, I think, thinking about working with our clients and calling them up on the phone and emailing, and uh, those client relationships are, are totally fine. And email and phone works. You, get, you can get creative work done uh, via those channels. But um, the kinds of communication that we have here in the office between each other when we're working uh, on projects together like that, uh, it's being able to just shout or just walk um, to get an answer or to get feedback on something is really conducive to, to creative activity. Well, in our case, you usually don't even have to shout. Usually it's a matter of turning your head slightly to the side. For those of you who have never been to the Little White House that is Round Peg, um, it is, uh, we work in the back, all of us creatives, we work in what we call bullpen, which is a big open room in the back that depending on, on the day and our staffing level, can hold anywhere from three to six people. So it's, it's very tight quarters. We all have to like the same music. This is critical to team cohesion and happiness. So luckily that usually works out pretty well. But at the same time, uh, it can present some challenges. So have you guys ever had, uh, do you guys have an adjustment period to working in that, in that back area? I kind of had a little bit of an adjustment just coming from uh, the place I worked before I was here. I worked at Angie's List, and we there were just so many more people. So there we weren't in just one room. It was multiple rooms, so it was kind of headphones on if you wanted to focus, and there was just a lot going on around you all the time. So it, it got a little bit difficult, so sometimes you needed to, like, get in that zone. When here, I feel like we we're better at being in the zone together and just being able to, you know, do our own thing, but also talk about what's going on and what we're doing. I mean, we get stuff done, but we also take little breaks. And I feel like at Angie's List, it was a little, there was too much going on to do that. So we kind of like yeah. the environment here in that regard. Yeah, I tried the head, when I was, uh, I was an intern at Round Peg first, and I think, and I tried the headphone thing. That did not work. <laughs> that did not. Evolve. You just miss what's going on. Yeah, you, I mean, a uh, whatever. I could, I could, I could not turn up the volume loud enough. That would not <laughs> really, it didn't, I never really solve the problem. Um, but uh, after adjusting, you felt like you really didn't want to. I mean, if you put on your headphones and you just isolate yourself, um, you're a, you're gonna miss some. You're gonna miss like the, the little funny breaks. Or I mean, you listen to the new Humphrey Sons album yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, by the way. Yeah, it's, it's really good. And we all pretty much, uh, I think we all pretty much agreed on that. Um, so we haven't written our Amazon.com review. You can do that for a review, but um, you can't. Um, we're, we're all social people here, more or less, except when we're not. Um, well, it's interesting because most of us, the three of us that we have right now, are all to varying degrees and varying shades, fairly introverted. Most of us, uh, you know, we do talk, we do laugh, we do have a good time, but all of us also, there's a lot of quiet in the back as people are just kind of getting their heads done and getting work done. Um, 
in the past that hasn't always been the way. Some of our former employees, including uh, Jenna's predecessor, Taylor, as well as uh, Peter's predecessor, Jay, were very, very social creatures. And to the point where Jay actually was so social, he couldn't work in that back environment. Um, he actually had his own office, a, a small, intimate office. And it's funny, when he left, Lorraine went around and said, you know, Jenna, do you want, do you want Jay's old office? And Allison, do you want Jay's old office? We both kind of looked at each other and said, no, we we kind of gotten to the point where we enjoyed being together. We enjoyed having each other to feed off of and to, to show the latest cat video and to, you know, hey, what do you think of this? What does this sound like? To the point where we didn't want to isolate ourselves. So I think that that's, that's kind of an interesting phenomenon here, here at the office. Yeah, I think if I, if I was, like, to go, if I was to use that, that intimate office as my primary workstation, I would probably... I would like it would, it would be it would be a bad choice. I would really be comedy from it. I feel like I wouldn't spend as much time at my desk as I should, so I would probably have to be like told like get back to your desk because I would be lonely. <laughs> so you would just wander out. Yeah. Jenna, yeah. I didn't say anything. I would probably be wandering. Which actually we did come up with it with an interesting solution to that office um, because there are times when you need some quiet time. For instance, if you're having a conference call with a client and someone is, you know, changing the litter box or someone else is on the phone with a client on a pickup call or Lorraine comes bursting into the back with one of her latest ideas, her voice kind of carries, so that can become problematic. So what we do with that little office, that's our kind of private conference room. Um, Peter uses it a lot for our web checking calls. I use it a lot on um, very focused editing projects. So I've got something where I need to make sure that, you know, every I is dotted and every T is crossed and I can't come up for air. We kind of pop into that back office. So it's nice to have that as a release valve, even as we can kind of have that camaraderie on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, I really like that flexibility. I like that with, you know, I, I like that that perk of being a small business of having flexible space. I think that I think that maybe even like a workplace trend or something right now. People are like, oh, I don't have a desk. I like having a desk, but I also like sort of uh, having a couple other desks and different spaces um, and being able to pick up something on someone else's desk and be like, I'm just gonna let this go if I want and not have that be a problem. Yeah, a lot of those things you couldn't have in a, a bigger company. You know, there's not just a spare office lying around, and there's not, you know, if we wanted to tell the rain, we we felt like our desk should come in a different direction, or we needed to move to another room, or sit somewhere else. Like that's that's fine. And she's like, whatever, whatever you need, and what's going to make you work better and make you happier. So I feel like that's definitely one of the the positives. And now, Jenny, you did, you mentioned that before you were at Roundpeg, you worked at Angie's List. And that is that is a much larger company. I'm not sure how many employees they had when we were there. But yeah, I'm not sure what they're up to at this point. But yeah, just huge, huge, huge difference there. And so what attracted you to kind of, you know, you're moving from a very different place, very different budgets, with very different... Uh, with a very different location. You were downtown before. You were in a, a large historic building, I understand. It really couldn't be a whole lot more different. No, it definitely couldn't. Um, I, I think that's, I mean, because I was friends with Taylor from college, so I kind of knew about Roundpeg before I started and kind of knew about, you know, the people who worked here and just kind of followed what, what was going on with Roundpeg. Um, so I, I knew I liked just kind of the attitude and like the friendship that they seem to have and how they all work together and 
it was just too big at Angie's List. We didn't have that there. You know, if someone said, do you know so-and-so who works at Angie's List? Of course I don't, because we're spread across like 11 different buildings, so odds of me knowing somebody are, are pretty slim. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's totally different. Just the process of, you know, finishing a project or getting information or getting answers is totally different. If someone asked me a question at Angie's List, you know, that was a matter of, calling somebody so they could call somebody else so they could look it up and tell me this and it was never, you know, walk into Lorraine's office and ask her a question. It was it was a procedure because you had to find the right people with the right information and here we kind of all collaborate on everything so we're kind of aware of each other's projects and it just, it wasn't like that. Definitely is a transition and Peter, you and I actually both came to Roundpeg through, through very similar paths. We were actually both um, post-college interns, which is, of course, a uh, growing trend in today's um, uh, unpredictable economic times, more and more, yeah, that's, that's the nice word for it, uh, today's uh, economic climate, more and more of us are turning to internships after college, but for both of us, we wound up uh, turning into full-time employment when the, when the moment was right. Yeah, I really, um, when I, uh, left college, I, I realized, I think most you know, graduates and recent graduates realize that uh, your best bets for uh, working are probably going to be finding a, a suitable professional internship somewhere. You will, it's unlikely that you will be paid for a while. Um, <laughs> or either, or you know, either you'll be paying your dues um, you know, at some place and have a part-time job or you'll be Doing an, or you'll be doing an internship and a series of internships to try and like network and find the right place. Um, and so I came out of that knowing that I that I that I wanted an internship, yeah, um, and found a good one, found a really good one uh, here at Rompeg, and was excited that um, I was in the right space and the right time to uh, to get to continue and move forward and move that internship to uh, another level. Absolutely, and I know that when I took the internship. Everyone at the office is very upfront, you know, we never guarantee that this leads to employment. Uh, it has happened before. Uh, Brownhead has gotten multiple other interns who wound up turning into uh, either part or full-time employees here. But at the same time, it was really important that even though maybe you were working a part-time job in retail or I know that you were working in food service, it's always important to keep those skills going. And like you said, get into that networking and always find new ways moving forward. And I feel like the postgraduate internship was really critical in that regard. Yeah, I knew, I couldn't have, um, like I wanted a part-time job and I found a, found a decent food service part-time job that was reasonably fine. As far as food service part-time jobs. Yeah. Um, but like there, there's no question that if you graduate college, you need to be using your skills uh, and, and have a place where you'll be regularly exercising those skills um, just, as, just as soon as you can get that. Um, otherwise, you know, you'll be working food service and playing Halo, and then all of a sudden you won't be employable, mm -hmm. which would be a bum. That is one way of looking at it. Now, before you came to Rompeg, when you were in college, a lot of your internship experience was in, was in nonprofits in the arts. Is that right? Yeah, I did a really cool internship for the uh, Grand Rapids Symphony. Um, I was there for two semesters doing. Uh, graphic design, assisting their marketing department uh, with various tasks, um, not really anticipating, not really uh, anticipating that I'd be working for a digital online marketing company in the future. Um, 
that, that was a lot of fun to participate and be in a really small, um, like the marketing department at the, at the Grand Rapids Symphony, the arts department, money is tight, it's like three people and they do a lot of work. Um, and so I think that definitely prepared me for working in a small business environment where you've got your couple of colleagues and you've got someone who is in charge of signing off on approvals and stuff like that. Um, but it's really like, you know, really got that nice intimate um, peek over the cubicle or shout across the room feel. Um, so it's great. And I think that you bring up a good point. When you, when you do work in a, in a small agency or a small business of any kind, you always wind up doing things that you never expected to do and having job duties that uh, fall under that and other responsibilities as required heading. Oh, yeah. uh, for us, that might be anything from cleaning the litter box mm -hmm. uh, to, Jenna, what, are, what were some of the, of the job responsibilities that you just never saw coming when you started here? I mean, just the fact that we're in a house is funny because, you know, we do change the litter box. I feed the cats every morning. We get some mail. <laughs> um, you know, we just, if Lorraine has a question about some kind of graphic she's doing, you know, I run in here and tell her, no, stop with the job chat. <laughs> like, please, just let me do it. Um, but, yeah, just uh, just little things. I mean, helping each other out. Like, at a bigger company, you might not be helping out the, the writers or you might not be helping out the web designers. You would kind of be in your own little, in a little group. But here, we kind of work together. So I think it helps us have like a cohesive feel to everything. We've kind of got our own style and we all fit in that and I think it's because we work together and we're in our little house. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, you reminded me, um, or you reminded me, and that question reminded me of something a day, a good story from the Grand Company that uh, Christmas 2011, no, 2010, no, 2010, <laughs> 2010, uh, it was super fun, I helped them decorate the Boss Concert Hall in Grand Rapids um, for the Christmas season, which basically was like the hanging of the green in the concert performance hall. And so like miles, not even a mile, but probably at least a good two miles of like faux pine stuff and ribbon uh, on the different banisters and bubbles. And that was just a crazy unexpected thing where they're like, hey, you're designing, you're working on, um, you know, a voucher, like a, a ticket voucher of some kind. Why don't you just go to the concert hall and uh, help those do the that stuff? Um, and it was just unexpected. And I think um, the skill there was, can you change tasks quickly <laughs> from something that you're good at to something that you're not good at and have to learn on the spot? Um, that happens definitely here around there all the time as well. It makes you think of the, the funniest thing I ever had to do in an internship. It was actually not around Peg, which is kind of surprising, actually. Um, I interned at the Indiana State Fair, and something that every intern in every department is doing, even though I was in the PR department, we were doing this with the education interns and sign shop interns. One morning during the fair, you had to wake up at 3 a.m. and report to the cattleman's tent and help roll burritos for the world's largest drive through breakfast. So you had to roll the burritos, and then before it's even light, you then had to go stand out and help sell burritos to people driving to the fairgrounds. So that was uh, that was my unexpected internship moment. So there are always those, and, and we certainly have them here at Round Peg. But I think that the words, that's not my job, are never, ever said here. It just does not happen. Everyone has to pitch in. Everyone 
Uh, I think it's always pushed to expand their skill set, uh, be open to trying new things. And Jenny, you touched on a really interesting point. You said, you know, I'll, when Lorraine is designing it something, I will run in here and tell her to stop it. I think that the three of us all have very interesting relationships working with our boss. You want to talk a little bit about what it's like to work so closely with your boss and so kind of in a casual relationship? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely definitely very casual. We, you know, we don't hold back. If Lorraine says, doesn't this look terrible and we think it looks terrible, we are expected to say yes and we feel comfortable saying yes. Um, but I think because she does do, she kind of dabbles in a little bit of everything, so she can help us, but we also help her a lot, too. Like, she'll be, you know, doing a quick PowerPoint or something, and she will come in, and she will have been working on something for a while, and she will ask, you know, what should I change? And just having a fresh eye and also um, more of a graphic designer eye, I can kind of point out, you know, this would look better bigger, you know, think about hierarchy, do all these things, and she's like, oh my gosh, she's just saved me so much time. So that's, you know, she, she really appreciates that we all have our own skill sets and we, we kind of just all share with each other. You know, if there's a, there's a question, Lorraine's like, okay, help me think of a phrase for this. You know, it's not just, oh, Allison, help me with think of a phrase. It's kind of all of us. We kind of stop what we're doing and we all kind of just have like a little brainstorming session. So I think that's, that's nice because it's just, it's kind of spontaneous and keeps us on our toes and keeps us like involved with everybody's projects. It's actually great because Taylor, your predecessor, was really good at that. Like when Lorraine would come back and be like, I need a headline, it was always his. Yeah. Never mind <laughs> wound up being the right one. So um, it was actually great because even though Taylor would be the first person to tell you that he wasn't a writer, that was one small area that he really excelled at. Um, how about you? How about you, Peter? What, what's it like in kind of that this kind of crazy non-traditional relationship that we have? Yeah, I think mine is similar to Jenna's in, in the sense that rather than, in the sense that um, you know rather than oh when was the last time you gave your boss a hug? It's like when, <laughs> it's like when, when when was the last time you told your your boss hey stop that? <laughs> um, Our boss knows way better than to try to hug any of us. Yeah. Um, so there's, I mean, but uh, there's a tremendous sense uh, of freedom and responsibility there, where you you know that your you know that your boss trusts you to make right decisions, and that you and it's, it's okay to tell them no if uh, you're in discussion about uh, you know an idea or or something going on with the client, and um, that you can say no, and there's you and that your statement will at least be uh, you know. Uh, if not agreed with, at least respected and heard. Yeah, it's not, if Lorraine doesn't come up to us for the most part and say, this is what you're doing, this is how you have to do it, you have no input, you know, I need it by 4 o'clock. I've got this idea, I think that this will work, what do you think, um, how, can we, how can we fix this? So I just think it's, like you said, it's like our, our opinions are respected, mm -hmm. so that kind of, I feel like, keeps everybody just keeps our gears turning and keeps everybody thinking about like how can we do this and how can we do this better. It's not just us following orders, which I think is definitely a characteristic of small businesses for sure. Lorraine said something to me that I'll never forget once. I was I was arguing with her about something as I do on a pretty much daily basis. And I was like, you know, I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry, I don't agree with you and she she stopped and she looked at me and she said, Allison, the day you stop disagreeing to me is the day that you stop having value to me as an employee. 
I want you to disagree with me. Because if all that she wanted was to was someone to say yes, if all that she wanted was a hand on a mouse, if all that she wanted was, was a, a simple code monkey who was just going to do what he was told without thinking, there's no value in that. She could, she could outsource that work to India and have exactly what she wanted. And we wouldn't get the best results. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I think that's definitely us, us saying no and us saying, well, we think this would work better and there's a better way, an easier way. I think that helps us end up with the best results we can. Which is ultimately what it's all about, making sure that our clients are getting the highest quality product. So let's talk a little bit about those clients, because I think that I can safely say I never imagined that I'd be working in some of these industries. Um, what have been some of the most surprising, fun, interesting, didn't see that one coming kind of clients that you guys have worked with? Oh, gosh. Um, we've had a number of, of Fun. I would maybe not. I'll think not always fun. We don't have a lot of sexy clients, mm -hmm. but uh, industries and associations and people groups that you just wouldn't even think existed. People like the people who are in charge of uh, maintaining quality control. Uh, we did a really cool. We did, we did a lot of really cool work for uh, the Indian the Indianapolis Society. In I don't know what they have an acronym. I don't know if the acronym stands for, even though I looked at it. Society for Quality, right? Is that who you're thinking about? The American Society for Quality. Yeah, the Indianapolis chapter. Yeah. Um, so I didn't even know that existed or that such a group of people uh, were organized and you know, committed to doing all kinds of cool stuff. Um, but then we did uh, we did something for a cool restaurant in Blindsville. Mm -hmm. um, and that was really exciting because there's food involved <laughs> and there's lots of great content and photography and it ended up being a really slick kind of project. Um, someone else who's fun, people with big machines like contractors and excavating companies. Um, just because they have, I mean, these are the people that, I mean, we watch videos uh, as children of like, tanker trucks moving, moving earth and things like that. Um, and then in this job, you get to meet a lot of those uh, professionals who are in charge of building the world around us, right? And I think that that's really one of the most, most interesting things about our job and one of the most challenging is we have to shed light on these things that maybe we didn't even know existed and are kind of peeling back that curtain. And I never cease to be amazed at the myriad ways that people in this country earn their living and how passionate they are about it because every single person we work with, every single small business owner loves what they do. And we work with a, with a telephone company and these guys know everything about phones. They know about the systems, they know about tearing the phone itself apart and putting it back together and that's what they love, this one specific thing. And I think that that, regardless of what we might think about the industry on its own, that is always a really cool thing to see when someone lights up when they're talking about what they devoted their life to doing. Well, I think as a small business, we that interests us because it also is us. You know, we're we're in small businesses, and we we kind of light up at our own industry too. You know, we're not in that that big business, or we're just you know pumping out designs and doing whatever. Kind of a we understand that, so I feel like we're better able to speak to them on their level. Yeah, and the more that you get to know a client, yeah, the more that you actually light up about their industry as well. Um, when they're talking to you um, and you can catch a and you can catch a little bit of their excitement um, about, you know, providing 
literacy coaching services or something mm-hmm. I don't know about. Uh, however, you know, our, our client who, who does that is incredibly passionate and the more that I look at her content on our website, um, there's some amazing stuff there. We've got about two minutes left. What would you tell someone who's about to go to work in a small business or small agency like this for the first time? What's the one thing that they need to know, Jenna? Um, just probably to be open to whatever is thrown your way because, you know, it, like with us, if something is happening design-wise, a big thing, that, you know, no matter what I have going on, I have to take that and I have to adapt to what it is and move around my schedule and just, just be ready for everything, good or bad, because things are never predictable in a small business. Mm-hmm. I think, um, gosh, mine would probably be uh, be uh, maintain your maintain your interests and for in whatever your uh, area of interest is or whatever your you know your degree just happens to be in. Uh, maintain all of that because that's you um, and that's important. And those are you know you continue building those skills that you get uh, some more twenty four in college, but. Um, be prepared to do a job that uh, is outside of your major, um, whether it's uh, whether whether you you, know, uh, you trained in a bunch of uh, advertising and marketing strategies and stuff like that. Um, your job is, is probably going to be applying some of those in a way that you definitely won't expect. So just do it. Always excellent advice. Guys, it was fun. I'm glad I could drag you away from your illustrator files and your CMSs. For more. This has been another episode of More Than a Few Words. For more information about marketing and small businesses, visit us at roundpeg.biz. Lorraine will be back next week. Thanks for hanging out with me in the meantime. Have a good one, guys. Bye.